now. Okay, that's it. Now we're recording. <laughs> All right, cool. Welcome uh, to the show. Yep, that's it. This is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's already so stupid. This is, <laughs> this is a podcast called Pope Podcast the 13th. <laughs> And that's as funny as this is probably ever going to get. Yeah, it's that's, all downhill from here. It really is. Um, we, I'm Ryan Lambert. That's Dave Lozo. Uh, we, Hello. Hey. Uh, we just really like the young Pope and want to talk about it because we're the only two people we know that watch it. <laughs> are, are you afraid that we're not going to get season two now? Because I feel like season two isn't as big a lock as I thought it was going to be. What do you mean? They already renewed it for season two. Yeah, but like I, I read that article you sent me, but like it doesn't seem it seems like they want to do season two. I can't find anything that says like they're bringing back everybody and they're doing season two. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's fair enough. With that having been said, let me just say right now, I haven't seen the last four episodes yet. Oh God. So <laughs> I, I know. So let's avoid talking about that. Like I will watch them this week, and then we can spoiler away. Um, what happened was I went to Puerto Rico for a weekend, and it ruined all my young Pope watching abilities. Oh, so you just fell out of your rhythm, and you just... Oh, well, that's true. It is It is two episodes in two days, so yeah, I can yeah, see how Yeah, so that now, I, like, I came back to two, and then I was like, eh, maybe I'll just wait until the the last two, and then that also didn't happen. So, so now I just wait. have four on the DVR. Wait, what's episode six again? What happens on six? What's that? What's the last one you saw? Great question. Not sure. <laughs> We're huge fans of the show. No, like <laughs> the problem is that it all kinds of kind of runs together, right? So I don't know. It, it's tough for me to say um, what happened. I think like five and six and all that. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to like start shouting out plot lines that you haven't seen yet to see if I can guess which episode I'm, it you know is what, and then Dave? ruin I'm, all the I'm episodes for you. A, I'm pulling up a thing right now. He's uh, oh, he talked to the Italian prime minister and was a mean, oh. mean guy to him. Oh yeah, when he owns him, when he owns him while he's wearing his pope snuggie, that was awesome. Yeah, what a show! It's, what a great uh, show! All right, so let's just. I guess let's first talk about, like, when you saw the thing for. For the Young Pope, season one, just that initial trailer that I think was attached to, like, The Leftovers, maybe? Something like that. What were your what was your initial take on that? There was no way it was going to be good. There's just it, It's yes. so stupid. It's the dumbest idea. Like, I, I try to imagine, the, like, the pitch meeting in the room. It's like, all right, here's, here's the idea. You, you know the Pope, right? Yes, I do. Okay. But imagine him being young. Whoa! Ten episodes, book it. We're putting this on HBO. The end of the year, the beginning of 2017, and I don't know if it's just because of because it, it reminds me of the the OJ show on FX where I had such low expectations for that, and like the first episode or two, I wanted to just make fun of it the whole time, and then by episode three, I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever been on TV. But the yes. young Pope, the young Pope, right away, right away, I was hooked. As soon as, as, soon as he crawled through the pile of babies, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I read a review of it right away, um, like, before it came out, because I was just like, is this going to be even remotely worth my time? <laughs> um, and the first review I read was like, this show is so batshit crazy that I don't know if it's good, but it's definitely weird. And I was like, well, 
you sold me. I'm I'm in for like the three episodes or whatever, you know, until I can't stand it. And then like you, I was just like, oh, this is bananas and it knows it. Right. It's and that's so aware, why it's, it's great. so aware. It's so aware of how crazy it is. And like at no point does it ever lose sight of that. It's so great. Yeah. So I within the first I, I wouldn't say the, the baby see the baby pyramid scene got me. Uh, <laughs> but like when he's giving the the speech on, on the balcony at St. Peter's Basilica and like the priests are fainting with like their feet flying uh, up in the air and stuff. I was like, this show is incredible. I'm sitting here. I'm like, wait, so this Pope likes cherry Coke zero masturbating and he wants the whole world to love each other. Like this guy's basically me. This, this guy, this guy is speaking to me as a human being. This is my Pope. I'm not even, and also I, I, I'm pretty sure you're kind of the same way as me. Like I'm not like a religious person at all. No. Right, so like the idea of a show that's completely based around like the Pope is is it's so not for me, and yet it was exactly for me. I can't. It's so hard yeah. to explain to people too, like because they're like, wait, why do you like this show? Like you're, you're like an atheist. Yeah, I know I'm an atheist. I, you you like hate religion. Like yeah, I know. But like he. It, well, it, it's, to be it's fair, a young Pope. Like, you don't have to like like murdering people to enjoy a Friday the Thirteenth movie. You know. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I hate summer camp. I'm not watching this. <laughs> And yet, but like my my big concern with it was that it would be a lot like the Pope version of House of Cards, where he'd be constantly like <laughs> doing takes to camera and be like, "Now this is one cardinal that isn't going to fly away," and I'd just be like, "I can't do it. I can't." But it's Jesus, not Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ indeed, sir. Uh... Yeah. I'd watch that show. I'd watch that show too, actually. I, I'm barely in on House of Cards. When it comes back, I think I'm just not gonna watch it anymore. How can you watch anything after you've watched The Young Pope? Like I tried watching that <laughs> new HBO show, that one with the with the, the rich people and whatever. Yeah, like, it I haven't sucks. gotten around to that. Oh, it's just it's just you know what that show might actually be good, but if it follows The Young Pope, it's just oh, sorry, man. Yeah, bad so... bad luck. So the other thing with the young Pope is like, I am willing to give a lot of rope to quote unquote, like the prestige dramas, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, a lot of them, I lose interest pretty quickly. I think a lot of prestige TV is quite bad. Um, the young Pope very much is not because it is self-aware. It's really, really well like directed and shot. And I think all the performances are like right where they need to be in terms of some of them are totally ridiculous. Some of them are very, um, like dead serious. Like Jude law is dead serious. Like he never, like, I feel like, I feel like the show is super serious. And then like the, the, what's the name of the guy who wrote the show? He's, he did everything for it. Um, the, the, the director. And the I writer, wanted, what's, what's I wanted to say Armando Iannucci, but that is, I that know. is the veep guy. And we're being racist. Yes, um, all Italian guys are the, all Italian prestige TV writers are the same. Yes, so uh, this Pope was directed by uh, Luigi Mario. <laughs> uh, no, Paolo Sorrentino is the fellow. Paolo name. Sorrentino, like I feel like he gets to a point with like his script where he's like, "Boy, the young Pope's been real serious for a while. Maybe he should ask for a cherry Coke Zero in this scene." Like he just throws something in at some point where you're just like, "Oh, right, 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 right." He's young, or the, oh, the the best was this the episode, the first episode where he's he's meeting with the the woman who's like, you know, you sh- we want to put your face on plates, and he's like, Banksy, 
Banksy never shows his face, and he goes through like all the list of things young, cool people yeah. would know, and it's like he's the young pope. That's he must know that stuff. That he is, likes electronica. That's not the first episode, but like uh. he, I mean, so th- that's the thing, right? Is like I feel, I feel like he's saying that he's the young pope, but he wants to go back to like pre-Vatican II, yeah, Catholicism. And right. meanwhile, like, um, what's his name? Voyello is like, Voyello. Che- he's checking his phone during confession and he's, <laughs> and he's, and he's written, and he's written like 18 books about himself and that kind of thing. And so he's like, basically, I think the show is kind of positing like young people want Catholicism to be serious again, which I don't know that that's true, but um, like he, basically it's saying old people just, they don't get Catholicism. Par- your parents don't get Catholicism, man. Right. Like he's figured it out. Like these old people, these old squares and their, and their, and their old ways. You want to talk about old ways. We're going to go back to the way it should be, which is hell and damnation. No gay people in the church. Everyone's, everyone's bad. Every, we're going to, we're going to make them want to love us and, and seek us out. And the, the weird thing too is like how, I'm still not 100% clear on this after having seen all 10 episodes was like why they thought they could make Lenny like their little puppet. Like what, what about Lenny's demeanor up until the point they made him Pope made them think they could just run his show once he got into the, once he got into the big hat. Yeah. Well, so his, his, the mentor uh, whose name I don't remember right now uh, who tried to kill himself in episode one. Oh, Mike Cardinal, Michael, Michael Spencer. Yes. Spencer. Um, he was like the religious extremist, um, that like Lenny learned all this stuff on, which by the way, can we just talk for a second about his name is Lenny? <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Bellardo is the name Lenny. of the Pope. It's like when, that was one of the reasons I was like, maybe the show will be good because they, they had the balls to name the Pope Lenny. And it's also funny, too, because he's the young pope, but they gave him, like, the most old man name <laughs> An possible. An old Jewish man name. <laughs> Lenny. Like, why isn't he, like, Sage? Sage Bellardo. Oh, well, I mean, he's not <laughs> that, like, he could have definitely been, like, a Brian Bellardo. Oh, but, sure. But I, I, don't, I don't know if Sage, I think Sage is, like, a 22-year-old pope. <laughs> That's going to be season two. I hope so. <laughs> he skateboards into the Vatican. He has hey, what's Benjamin up, Button disease. <laughs> And he's just progressively getting younger throughout the entire show. Oh, God. Oh, this show kills me. I love it so it's much. It's so good, dude. Bloody. Um, but yeah, so the thing about, like, that's the thing is they spend at least three scenes talking about, oh, yeah, we're gonna, just going to tell this Pope what to do. Voyello's like, here's a list of things I'm going to do. You don't need to worry about anything. And he's like, hold on, bro. Get me a coffee. <laughs> oh, man, what a power move. <laughs> Hey, 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 look, I wrote this speech for you. Go read the speech. No, actually, you're going to go get me some goddamn coffee. And I'm you're not going to do his speech for, like, five <laughs> episodes. Uh, I so wish you watched the last four episodes, because, like, the first five or six, like, it, it feels like everything is so long and drawn out. Like, you're waiting for that speech. You get the whole LMFAO, you know, trying on clothes scene. And the last yes. four episodes go super duper fast. They really speed, they speed things up at the end, because I feel like they got to the point where they're like, wait. It's just 10 episodes or 20? Oh, it's 10? All right, let's hurry up and get him to do some stuff at the end. But yeah, like the way they draw out the speech where, you know, he doesn't believe in God and what should I do? 
Like he's 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 just a young guy. He's conflicted, man. Like that's how young people are, right? I I also I also feel like a little bit of it is him um, floating balloons basically to see what people's reactions will be because he says like, hey, or you know, I want you to do this, this, and this, and Voyello is like, oh yeah, that sounds great, and he's like, oh, if that sounds great to you, I'm not going to do it. So I was joking. And then it's a, class, it's a classic power. Cla- classic gag too. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, on, on the roof of the on the roof of the Vatican, he tells the the confessor, you know, I don't believe in God, and he's like, "Whoa, what?" And he's like, uh, "Again, I was uh, joking JK. about that." J.K. LOL. It's I love just, God. It's just me, the guy who literally believes God lives in the Big Dipper again. <laughs> Fooling you! Oh, these kids today! Oh, these kids today and their confessionals, man! Oh, god! And then, and then, uh, in the first episode, does, Di- does Diane Keaton shoot hoops at all or no? No, she's not balling at all in this one. She oh, she shows up. She calls him a saint, which is pretty rad. Um, but yeah, no, she she doesn't hoop at all in in this episode. Uh, she just she just kind of tells him like you got to get your shit together. You know, and and like you can't let your uh, your past. Yeah, yeah. Lenny's 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 a, 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 a what's the what's the word for it? An abandoned child. That's what the term I'm looking for. Sure. He's a, he, yeah, sort of, kind of. Mm-hmm. He was he was given away by his hippie parents, and and she, she refers to him or she refers to them as hippie parents a lot too, which is weird. I also don't get like how how does like she not know that much about them if like she met them like she didn't get like names or anything like you can just drop people off at churches and not like have paperwork like I feel like that it was the sixties man man (laughs) (laughs) that's it there's no there's like the mystery of I hope they're not trying to unspool that you know what I mean where like it turns out Voyello is his father or anything like that. Like that would be really fucking stupid. Like, I just want it to be this thing where he's, where he's chasing them in the streets of Venice in his dreams. And then we don't get any real closure on that because part of the reason I hate a lot of, uh, prestige TV is they're like, well, there's all these mysteries and we're going to unravel them over the course of, you know, 72 hours of TV or whatever. Oh, they don't. They don't. They don't unravel a lot of stuff once you get to the end of this. You're going to be a little right. bit frustrated with some stuff, yeah. Or you're going to love it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, but even if like the the last episode, they're like, and by the way, his his parents were, uh, you know, George H. W. Bush and Barbara Bush. I'll just be like, well, who cares? <laughs> like that, that. Like their their identity is immaterial. Let me ask you this. Okay. This seemed to bo- this seemed to bother people. It didn't bother me at all. But people didn't like Jude Law's American accent. I thought it was fine. There were yeah. there were a few um in the in the first episode where I was like, "Oh yeah, right, he's not American." But he does generally a good American accent. So I don't know what Yeah. People people were mad about that. They were like, "Oh boy, I wish I could commit to anything the way that he commits to his crappy American accent." I'm like, "Well, I don't know. I feel. I don't know if I didn't know. If I didn't know who Jude Law was before I started watching this. Yeah. Would it be like, whoa, what's this guy doing? It's not like me doing a British accent. This guy knows what he's doing. He's he's got a good English or good American accent. Sure. Yeah. Um, and really, like, if you're complaining about, uh, you know, a thing that looks bad or or sounds bad, like, and is obviously fake. I don't think people talked enough about the insanity of the mole. <laughs> The mole on Voyello. 
Like that was that was a, that was a decision that Paolo Sorrentino made at some point. He said, "You know what he needs? I don't know, maybe uh, some sort of like I don't know childhood trauma, or maybe like a secret lover, or a maybe he has like comically large mole." The biggest mole anyone's ever put on someone's face in it's a TV amazing. show ever. And so, like, yeah, I Googled, like, I was Googling stuff about the show after I watched the first episode. And that guy doesn't have the mole. And I, like, I almost <laughs> dropped my phone. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You felt robbed? You felt deceived? No, like, it was just, like you said, like, why make that choice? Why make the insane <laughs> leap of, like... Well, we like they brought him four or five test moles, right? You know what I mean? Like, like someone in the makeup department brought him a bunch of fake moles, and he pointed to all of them and said, "Like, glue them together and put them on that guy's face." <laughs> and like, and like, how did they decide where they were going to put it on his face? Were they like, "How about low on the cheek?" No, 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 a little higher, I think. Left cheek or right cheek? It needs to be very <sighs> obvious. Yeah, it, need, it needs to be – like, even when he's turned away from you, you know it's there. The shadow of the mole is cast on the wall while he's talking to the Pope. Oh, God. It's not showing up in profile. Take it back. <laughs> yeah, actually, can we do that again? Can we make the mole bigger in this scene? Wait, we can't make it bigger. It's got to be the same way. The whole, make it bigger. I want more mole. <laughs> all right, all right. Whatever you say, Paolo. You do your thing. You know what? They got the mole from that Austin Powers bit. That's that's literally. It's the mole from Uncle Buck. Yeah. It's the son of the mole from Uncle Buck. It's one of those like it's like it's like Will Smith's kid getting into stuff. Like this is like the most famous mole's <laughs> son that they put on his face. That mole's gonna win an Emmy. It should. Um, uh. So let me ask you this: when you were uh, when you were watching it and you didn't know what was going on, and he comes out and he gives the speech. At what point did you realize it was all, like, oh, not real? Basically, I, I, I think I think it was when they fainted. Really, I, I, I forget how I forget how deep into the speech that was. That was pretty deep like, into it. Honestly. Was it? Was yeah. it? Uh, I, I, I mean, it, it definitely felt like it was all part of a dream sequence once he once he crawls through the babies. Yes, like I feel I feel like that was kind of a tip off that like maybe this wasn't actually happening because. You know, you don't really see a pile of, ba- of babies that tall, anyway. Not in Italy. I've never been to Italy. I don't know how often there are piles of. And by the way, like, don't you have to assume that like most of the babies in that pile are dead? Like, yes. That, that, that's I, pl- like w- on rewatching it, I know I noticed that a lot of them weren't moving, and then there was like two or three <laughs> that did. And I was like, I think the implication here is that they're all dead, and like just didn't want to not spend the extra, you know, two hundred grand or whatever on <laughs> on the on the CGI. Like, like the the physics of it means like all the babies at the bottom are definitely dead, and yes. then the babies the, the babies at the top are going to fall off that pyramid at some point. Like they're not going to make it; they're babies. They don't know what they're doing. Well, the, then the one was like crawling up it. Fucking and, idiot! Yeah, that baby didn't know what was going on. At Stupid all. baby! <laughs> but like, I like it, it did. It did seem like a situation where it wasn't actually happening. But I don't. I don't know if I ever really like had a moment where I was like, because it was so new. It was just this new thing that I've never seen anyone ever do before in a TV show. So I wasn't like I wasn't I wasn't like 100 percent sure it wasn't happening. But like it definitely got to the point where I was like, oh, this is probably just like like a flashback or a dream or something to like use something a he wants flashback. to do. Yeah, I guess it can't be a flashback in the first seven episodes, first seven <laughs> minutes of the episode. <laughs> a, fl- 
a flashback to the time he crawled out from under <laughs> a pyramid of babies. Look, I'm not, I, like I said, I'm not the most religious person in the world. I don't know what you got to do to become Pope. Maybe you got to crawl through a pile of babies. I don't know. Well, I'll say this. I read the Da Vinci Code, and I don't think that's how it works. Like, I stopped going to Sunday school when I was, like, nine. Like, the, the, the Ooh, next day might have been. Wow, yeah, that, look at you. Yeah, that's right. I remember, I think Noah's Ark was when I finally was like, what the fuck is this? This isn't real. Yeah, my par- my parents made me go until I was like 16, I want to say. Wow, and you're basically then, a priest. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and then I was like, once I had my own car, I was like, I'm not going to do that. And they were like, well, fair enough, we tried. But yeah, I. <laughs> so like you said that about Noah's Ark, I don't know that there was ever a point at which I was like, this is all very credible to me. <laughs> This all makes sense. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, uh, so the baby pyramid, what else? There's So there's a lot of like dream sequences in, in this first episode anyway. Uh, but I don't know. The, the, one that, the one that really stuck with me is he walked, or when I figured out, I guess, that like it was all a dream, was he walked into that room right where the balcony is, and everybody's just like, stationary nobody's moving nobody's saying anything doing anything yeah and i was like oh okay this is all like a made-up thing in his head and then he sits down and he imagines a topless woman and then like a water fountain and goes out there and i'm like i don't understand what's happening here i I remember thinking now that you say that i remember thinking when he was walking through all those people i thought that was going to be like the opening title sequence every week because it was just like it was it was very arty, and then they were like showing every like they were showing the cast and everything, and then he goes and makes the speech. So I'm thinking like, all right, was all that stuff just like the opening, whatever they're gonna do every week for ten episodes? Because like it was really long and it was weird. But yeah, there there were there were some tip offs where I probably should have been right away like, yeah, this this is this isn't really happening. This is where that English literature degree is really paying off for me. <laughs> Interpreting the first three minutes of the Young Pope. I was I was too ensconced by the or too too entranced by the the lighting and the and the and the beauty of all the colors and the and the. No, I probably just wasn't paying attention. I I just love that shot of him smiling and then those th- like three bars that say the young pope appear over his face. It's like that's perfect, baby. This show is unbelievable. Oh oh, I can't say anything. Shit, Don't, sorry, Dave. No, uh, you you reminded me of a thing. Sorry, I nothing 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 um, nothing 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 nothing. So yeah, but like, um. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say something about all the helicopters that arrive at the Vatican. Like, is that like a big thing at the Vatican where like, like the the Pope is always out there to like greet people who arrive by helicopter because it seems like he doesn't really have a lot to do. No, he like, really doesn't. He's got nothing going on. He's just he's 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 like a he's like a very very high powered greeter at the airport. Yeah, I I've, I actually like because of that I wondered how much like the real Pope does on a day to day basis. Right, because like if he's not doing anything, Voyello tells him to do, and he's just basically trying to like, like, like suffocate the church to the point where it goes back to the eighth century. That that probably doesn't take your whole day. You know, you can probably just like watch TV. Watch yeah, he's soccer. walking around a lot. He's, yeah, like every shot of on this show where he's outside is just him going for a stroll. That's it. Uh, you know, watching people roller skate. It 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 made me kind of want to be Pope. Oh being, yeah, for being, it'd be great for being quite honest, right? Like you, you and Gentilly have that bit on Stick to Sports where you guys were like, "You want you want to be the first gentleman?" Yeah, like the the Pope is probably the second best job after first gentleman. 
Nothing. Yeah. You, you, you have a nice house. You got a free gym. You know, you've got cable TV. You just you talk to the public whenever you feel like it. You got to learn Latin, though. I don't want to do that. Yeah, that is true. He does speak a lot of languages, doesn't he? Seems like he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 more work than I. Yeah. All right. Third best job, probably. Top five job in the world is Pope. Young uh, Pope. If you're old Pope. Uh. Yeah. And that that's the other thing, too, is they're all standing around like, man, this Pope's really young. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's commented upon at multiple points in the show, which is very, very... Which, to be fair, like, I guess Catholicism is a... Like, you think of it as mostly a religion for old people. Um and like and like to get to the Vatican, you have to basically spend be a decades thousand. upon yeah, decades. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, do you, do you know how old Lenny is in the actual show? Like his actual age. I think they said he's forty-two. He's forty-seven, 47 according to HBO. Okay. According to HBO, I thought he was like fifty-one, fifty-two. Because when when wow, Voyle that's is a real shot across him, Jude Jude Law's bow there. Damn. No, because no, 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 because because during the course of the show. Like, I don't know, like, like if someone says, like, how do you become a doctor? It's like, I understand you go to college, you go to medical school, you become a doctor. Like, I don't know what the stages are for, like, becoming a pope. Like, you're a priest, you're a cardinal. I don't know what the, but, like, at one point when they're plotting, like, Voyello and his guy are, like, coming up with a plan to sabotage him. They said he was 42 when he was a cardinal in New York. So I was guessing, like, okay, 10 years as a cardinal, he becomes a pope. But I guess it's only a five-year cardinal program. I got no idea. No, yeah, I mean... You could be the right one here. Like, if you're on HBO's official website, I think that we can take that as canonical. Um, <laughs> Lenny Ballardo, the newly elected 47-year-old Pope, wakes from a nightmare. It's like a synopsis of the show on HBO. Oh, so. sure. That, that's trustworthy. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, and then, like, yeah, just the thing about the Cherry Coke Zero seemed very commented upon. You know what I mean? So, like, it was so great. Yeah, it was very, it was very funny because it's like this huge table of food and the old nun's like kissing his face. And she loves him. She loves him so much, and he's just like, uh, "No food yep. for me, thanks." He's like, "No food, asshole." Where's my cherry coke, mother effer? Get me some goddamn coke, cherry coke zero. And she just cries and runs she, out of the room. Yep. Uh, young yeah, pope, like. So I a lot a lot of the the first episode was just him telling people like cut the shit like you're not doing things the old way anymore um which I thought was was, was really I don't know er, the idea of everybody in the episode just being caught off guard kind of got tiresome on second viewing <laughs> Yeah exactly like how do they all not see this how, like how does like not one person be like yeah told you so <laughs> Yeah can't, well can't, tr- can't trust the young pope Right, so Spencer, it's revealed in a later episode, they were like, we picked him because Spencer was too radical, and we thought him being young, we would, um, you know, basically be able to push him around, or at least, you know, get him to do more in the line of, like, what Pope Francis does. Because, by the way, this, if I'm not wrong, I think this, the continuity of the young Pope takes over, like, there's been a pope between John Paul II and Lenny. So it wasn't like there was the guy and the, or the old guy and then Pope Francis, the Nazi guy. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah the, guy, the guy who was in Hitler's youth army. Yes. So yeah. that guy and the current pope do not exist in, in the young pope universe. And, and this one, like this one, they imagine like 
the young Pope would be like in his room and like listening to his headphones and they'd be just like, young Pope, we need you to come do something. And he'd be like, you can do it yourself. And they would just go about the church business that way, I guess. Yes. I'm listening to EDM. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I DVR'd the new episode of girls. I don't. (laughs) Oh my God. Did you just think about Lena Dunham and abortion? It's so terrible. Oh my God. You guys, you guys go write the sermon for the thing and I'll be, I'll be out later. The Pope's just on Buzzfeed 24 (laughs) seven. He's playing World of Warcraft. Leave me alone. Uh, but yeah, no, like, I th- I think also they, they picked him because he looks like Jude Law, you know, like Jude Law, very handsome guy. They feel like they can sell to the earlier point, like plates and photos and that kind of stuff. And it, they'll just be able to run it how they want it. And then they don't figure on him being even more extreme than Spencer is. Um, which, and I do think the show is on some level about like religious extremism and that kind of thing where, you know, you, you can kill the, the number one guy in Al Qaeda, but then the number two guy's even more of a fanatic and that kind of thing. And the show, like everyone talking about it beforehand, who got to like see the screeners and stuff were like, Oh, you know, based on our current country and Donald Trump, you're not going to want to watch this. And I was like, why, how could that possibly be? And you watch it and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I can kind of see the. I can kind of see the connection between the young Pope and, and Donald Trump in the first couple episodes for sure. Folks, we got to do something about this papal tiara. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful tiara, folks. The failing Rome times with another hit piece about my 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 family. <laughs> Let me tell you, we're doing tremendous work here in the Vatican. A lot of people are saying that Catholicism is the best. That scene was weird. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> he was really fat and stupid in that one scene. Oh, the one scene the one scene where he's afraid to walk downstairs. <laughs> There's a little too on the nose. And he has the uh, son with autism also. Yeah, is, is that is that really a thing? Because like I, I thought that was a thing Rosie O'Donnell said like in, in to like be mean to the kid, but it's like not true. Or is it true? Well, so that's the thing is like, he is apparently very shielded from the public. Um, and we're talking about Baron and not Eric Trump. He has different, uh, disabilities. He's he's got problems. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so Baron Trump allegedly is like Rosie O'Donnell was like, Oh yeah, I think he has autism. You know, I know all the signs of autism, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, it would explain why Donald Trump is, like, deeply ashamed of his son, who he never lets out in public. Oh, see, like, I'm not that in tune to the Trump family. I I thought Barron Trump was at, like, all the stuff, like, the RNC, and, like, he was out. I don't think he was. Or if he, like, he's not, like, as out there as Malia and Sasha Obama were, certainly. Because, again, they're not autistic. (laughs) I like how we're basing stuff on, like, what Rosie O'Donnell says now. Like, that becomes news. Rosie O'Donnell, I think Donald Trump's son is autistic. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, 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 she she, she would know. She's she's Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. She, <sighs> she, she talks to all kinds of autistic kids. Yeah, the fact that Rosie O'Donnell's in The Young Pope is weird, too. I, I don't I don't, I don't think we've touched on that yet. The fact that she plays um, Diane Keaton's um, younger, <laughs> younger sister who teaches her how to play basketball. That's that right. was kind of... Again, when Diane just, Keaton was like, don't call me mom, Rosie O'Donnell was in the background uh, throwing koosh balls around. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, a, that, that, that was a really well shot scene. That is an incredibly old reference, by the way. 
Koosh Balls. Remember that? Oh, my God. I don't think I ever had a Koosh Ball, but I definitely threw a Koosh Ball around. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah, yeah I'm old as fuck. <sighs> Still younger than the young Pope, though. Yep, that's that true. I got, He's I only got that 47. Going. Yeah, I got that going I for understand. me. Which is young by a Pope's standards, but not young, like, in general. I also love how like he's forty seven years old and like there's there's still scenes there's a couple different scenes in a couple different episodes where like he talks about how hot he is and he knows it. He's like, what if the Pope went out there with his soft round mouth and addressed the crowd? And I'm like, oh, buddy, come on, man. Don't uh, don't oh, say oh, that about yourself, please. A little humbleness from the Pope. I mean, <laughs> good guy. We we all we all see it, buddy. Just you know, let, let's just have a little a little little humbleness. Ugh. The young Pope. Which, by the way, this is this is going to be right up your alley. Uh, which cast member of Friends is the same age as the young Pope? It's got to be Courtney Cox, right? Ooh, no, she's one of the older members of oh. the Friends cast. Oh, wait, wait, all the so everyone on Friends is at least forty-seven or older now. Jesus, I believe God. so. Yeah, is it Schwimmer? No, David Schwimmer is 50. Matthew Perry is the answer. Matthew Perry is 47 years old. Wow. How, how did you know that? Uh, I Googled it when you started talking about it, about how old he is, <laughs> because I knew that you that you personally would really care about that specifically. Wait, how old is Lisa Kudrow? Great question. Don't know. Hold on. <laughs> This is now the part of the podcast where we look up the ages of people that were on TV in the 90s. Ooh, she's 53. See, I, I always thought they were all the same age, except Courtney Cox was like one year older. I didn't realize how old everybody else was. I think this Matthew, is a learning. Matthew Perry is the youngest of the friends. Uh, then Jennifer Aniston, then Matt LeBlanc, then David Schwimmer. Just so everybody knows. All right. <laughs> Spoiler alert! That's how old everybody is on Friends. We're sorry. We're sorry if you didn't expect that in a in a, in a young Pope podcast. And by the way, Jude Law is only forty four, so he's playing up in age. Wow, that guy's so versatile. So versatile. By the way, do you think this is? Do you think the show's going to win any Emmys? I don't think it's going to. No, but I not think one. Should, I, I think it should though. It should win something. It should. It should definitely win something, but I don't know what. It's just. It's like. It's just so. It's just so different. Like it's just so like it's like it's it's the most original thing I've seen on TV. Like everything you see on TV, you can be like, oh, that's just like that show where that guy saves the whatever. Like here's a here's 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 ten hours of television about a young pope. Like something best original original idea. Just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could, I guess it could win like a script Emmy or something like. I, I can't see maybe and maybe some director and or photography that kind of thing, but I, I can't yeah. see it winning like best drama or. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what it could be because they technically called it a limited series and not just a regular series. Is it could technically win miniseries? I guess. Hmm. But best like, wardrobe. Yeah. Oh, wardrobe. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there and it is. The other thing, too, is along those lines, like I was thinking about they didn't shoot this at the Vatican, right? So, like, they're just recreating these huge Vatican sets. That's wild. Well, maybe they well, exist already, but they, they, they shot. I think they shot some of it in Italy because I remember seeing something on HBO where. It was like a behind-the-scenes type of thing where, like, Jude Law was, like, thanking everybody because he was like, it's really great to be in your country. 
But like, yeah, I don't think they were actually inside using the Vatican at all. They couldn't have been. Could yeah, they? Have? No, 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 no. Um, there's an. I just googled it. Uh, how the young pope recreated Vatican City without filming there. Oh, there you go. But that that I mean, Christ, if if you can just like make the Sistine Chapel, I think that's good. <laughs> yeah, you, you you probably have to like yeah. What, what do you, I mean? Like the cost of this show must have been like outlandish too. Like you can't just like hire like Bob the contractor to come in and paint the Sistine Chapel. You have to like get real artists to do that. I wonder if they just CGI'd a lot of this stuff. You would <laughs> you would think right. <laughs> The, 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 the whole show is shot like on a, in front of one green screen it, in it's like, like Los it's Angeles. Like, it's like the Star Wars prequels, where literally nothing <laughs> on the set, like even even his like Gucci shoes aren't real. Like his 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 like old timey like weightlifting thing that he has in the Vatican is actually like not real either. He's just like he has like those like um what's what's the what's the dude who plays like um the the, the monkeys and the planet of the apes movies Andy circus yeah he just has like those balls all over him and he's just like fake <laughs> the mocha he's, he's fake working out i'm the young pope i gotta stay fit <sighs> apparently they wanted to shoot at the vatican and shockingly the vatican said no because I, I, I wasn't sure of it until you said it but i was thinking like how it's not really like the, the 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 full run of the show when you see all ten episodes, like it, I think it's it actually looks it makes the Vatican kind of look good in a way, like it doesn't make the Vatican look bad at all. Like it's it's basically like a renegade young pope doing renegade things like smoking. Like that's all it is. Like I I mean I I get I guess I get why they wouldn't want it, but it's not like um you know like like any sort of like like religious issue that you would have with with the show. Like they 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 seem to do like the right thing by it. I guess right. is my way yeah, of explaining like, it. They're, they're framing everything that he wants to do as, like, right. counterproductive. Exactly. But I, I can, I can kind of see why, if you're, like, you know, if you're, like, the, the real Cardinal Voyello and you're just, like, you're reading through the script and you're like, yeah, you're not filming this here. What are you insane? This is, this is, this is ridiculous. He's, 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 feeling, he's feeling up a woman in, in the middle of the Vatican. We're not, we're not doing that. Sorry. That, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's a... Uh... It's such a good show. I, I don't know if we can, like you can even properly explain in the course of a forty-five minute, like hour-long podcast, why it exactly is good. Other than to say it's very silly. It's silly and like, but like the performances are so good, and like the like like so much of the first episodes are the the pope, the, the young pope. I don't want to just call him the pope. The young pope that's doing the, him a disservice. Yes, it is, because otherwise, like, what's the point of the show? He's the young pope, but, like, he gives, like, a lot of these monologues, and, like, usually, like, after a while, you're just like, all right, enough of these, like, long, drawn-out, like, speeches by, but, like, it's written so well that, like, you're just, it's just, you're, it's so good, like, it, it, it looks good, the acting, like, that's the thing, is, like, no matter what the idea could be for a show, if you have, like, really good actors and a really good script and, like, you know, the sets are beautiful and all that stuff, like, it just... It's just a good hour of television. Like, it's hard to explain it. Like, once you get past the idea, which, again, the show completely identifies as a ridiculous idea and has fun with it, it's 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 really good TV. You should watch it and make sure they bring back everybody for season two. Listeners. Yeah, I, I hope I hope so. I, I hope that nothing changes in this regard, like, all year or all next season. Like, it's, it's just as dumb. You know what I mean? Like... If it ever got too serious, I wouldn't like it anymore. Um, although, 
I don't know. There there are parts of the show that I find very confusing. Like, how much of the show is about, like, mentally handicapped people? They, oh, they they never really explain that whole situation either. Yeah, I, I didn't think they would, but, like... Yeah. On, on second watch, there's multiple uh, shots of, like, people with Down syndrome, like, at the big uh, Pope speech in the dream. And I was just like... What's going on with this show? <laughs> like, then, but like, but like the 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 kid that like Cardinal Boyello keeps going to see. Yes. Like, like the, uh, I won't say anything. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Next, next, ne- ne- for, for episode two, uh, well, we can probably talk a little more thoroughly about that kid. But like, I think that kid has a bigger purpose. Going oh, I agree. Forward. They kind of they kind of implied that when um, Diane Keaton follows him to the. To the apartment. Yeah, when she becomes like Jason Bourne and like is like hiding in plain sight to get, to get right. Boyello and see what she's doing. <laughs> That's right. She's oh, 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 no, it's episode two. Oh, the, the, the kangaroo isn't involved in episode one, right? No, there, there's no kangaroo, but there are, again, a thing you, you notice on second watch. There's a lot of animals just in the background on this show. Really? Uh, yeah, there were like, there's one part where like a bunch of the Cardinals are talking about what are we going to do about this young Pope? And there's just like three turtles sitting on like a bench and like, and again, they're turtles on a bench. They would have had to have been put there because they could right. have like gotten up. there. So why would you do that? Why would there just be three turtles sitting there? And then um, when, when sister Mary lands in the helicopter, it scares away two goats. Oh, right, 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 right. So what's yeah. the story with that? Well, well, wait, do you, is, is the Vatican, like, a self-sustaining, like, agro-farm where, like, they, they grow and, like, you know, they have, like, their own, like, like vegetables and stuff, and they also have, like, animals they kill to eat? Is that, is I, that a thing at the Vatican? You know, I don't know. Um, I've been to the Vatican. I went when I was in eighth grade. Uh, oh. I, I didn't see any animals. Hmm. Maybe it's a young pope thing. Maybe the young pope wants to get more organic. He wants to have more farm-to-table food inside the Vatican for people. That's a young person thing, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> when he's not smoking, he's on he's on a raw diet, and uh, yeah, he 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 just wants to eat goat, turtle, and kangaroo meat at all times. If he was a really young pope, he he would have been vaping. He wouldn't have been smoking cigarettes. But he's like old school young though. That's what you don't understand. Like he's smoking inside, and young people don't smoke inside. Oh, so he's like a rebel when he's like smoke. Yeah, you're right. Man, that young pope has layers. He really <sighs> does. Um, all right, let's let's wrap this up by we we got a few young pope questions. Yeah, we we put it out there. We let's did. Okay, at uh, yo underscore underscore coily asks, how many seasons do you think this will last? Oh man, I feel like I feel like Jude Law's got better things to do <laughs> in a way. Yes, you know I, what I totally mean? like, agree. Like he's kind of a movie starish kind of a guy. I don't um, think there's a kind of about that. Like Jude Law is a movie star. Really? Like what's what's like what's like his last big movie? Uh, he was in Spy. Yeah, but he was like a supporting guy in Spy. I, I like suppose he, that's true. Like he's like like he's like he's definitely too good for like a like a TV show. But like this is yeah prestige TV, right? I, I I'll say I'll say it gets one more. 
the leftovers got three seasons for God's sake. So this blows that away. The, the, I'll say it gets two and then it's done. Um, he's also in uh, the the new King Arthur movie, the the Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie that's coming out, I think, next year or this year. Oh, with the guy from the motorcycle show? Yep, that's is, the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Who, What's by the way, Charlie Hunnam is the guy's name. Yes. Might be the worst actor on the planet. He I is... never... What's he been in besides the, the, the movie with the robots where they kill the, the things and That's stuff, about Pacific right. Rim? That's about it. <laughs> um, and by the way, that movie is fucking terrible. Oh, no. I did see him in another movie. Oh, my God. It was the worst. You're right. It's a movie where um, Jessica Chastain and um, Tom Hiddleston oh, are Crimson like. Oh, Peak. Yes. Oh, that my God. That was, was so bad. I couldn't believe how bad it was. It was, and he's, and he's, he's really, really bad in it. I couldn't believe, I, I, I could not turn away. It was so bad. Yeah, that's a good point. He is not a good actor. And I'm really bummed because there's this, there's this movie, another movie he got cast in that's coming out, I think, next year, maybe, um, called uh, Lost City of Z, which was an amazing, like a, re- like a nonfiction book that got uh, turned into a movie. And the book was incredible. Um, and it was originally supposed to be, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is the as the main guy, and then he dropped out because he joined the Marvel universe, and they replaced him with Charlie Hunnam. And I was <sighs> like, God damn it! Wait, is is this about Zelda? This movie at all? Or no? no, this is about um, trying to find like a a lost city of gold in the Amazon, but like a real guy did that and died doing it. Wasn't that the plot the Congo? Kind of, but. <laughs> It, there are not as many sign language gorillas in this movie as I would <laughs> like, uh, but there are two. All right. Then maybe I'll go see it. I don't know. Probably um, not. I, I would really, really recommend that book, though. That book's great. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to say same as The Leftovers. I'll, I'll give it three seasons. Oh, I hope you're right. What did you say, two? Yeah, I think it's going to go two. I, I don't know, like, has this show, like, have you seen ratings for this show? I feel like only me, you, and, like, one other person's watching this thing. It, the thing is, ratings do not matter to HBO. Yeah, that's true. If they, li- if they like the show, like, they already have your money. You could you could not watch it for all they care. Um, they know how, like, what percentage of people are watching it any given week. And if they if they like the show, and, like, the thing is, if you have a show like Game of Thrones... That pays for a lot of other shows. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So, like, if they just like it and they like working with Jude Law, like, they want to, um, oh, what's that awful show? The Strain? You ever see that show, The Strain? Oh, the thing on FX? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, but yeah, I know what it, you're talking about. It's unwatchable, um, but <laughs> the reason they did it isn't because, like, they thought it was a good show. It's because Guillermo del Toro wrote it, and they want to be in the Guillermo del Toro business. Wait, he's the guy that did the Crimson movie, right? Yes, the same guy. Mm-hmm. That guy doesn't. That guy has that guy done more than one good movie. I like Hellboy. Hellboy Pan's was Labyrinth good. Is oh, uh, I've never is that seen him? that. I want. Uh, it it feels like a it feels like a movie that would that would be him. I've never seen that though. Yeah, so okay, that's great. I, Pan's Labyrinth is awesome. Everyone says it's awesome. I've never. 
I'm so lazy about seeing movies that I don't see in the theaters. Like if it doesn't come on HBO or like Showtime, like if it's one of those movies that just never appears on cable, like I never get around to seeing it. I've never once seen like coming up next on Cinemax, Pan's Labyrinth, like never. So yeah. Oh, you know, you know what me. else uh, he he directed is Pacific Rim. Wait a second. I swear to God, that's true. I just so, remembered so, that. So he's he so he's in the Charlie Hunnam business. This guy's like I I've I've spotted my next actor to be in everything I do. And no, it's guy Richie guy Richie directed the new King Arthur movie. No, but he's do, he's doing the, he's doing the one the 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 one next year too, right? That's is that not no no Guillermo no. del Toro. What? Oh, I think I think you were saying the turn around on this. I I, I, I I gotta tell you, I thought I thought the I thought the movie next year was a Guillermo del Toro movie too. No, uh, there is no. a Pacific Rim two coming out though. Apparently. Uh, <sighs> all right, next question. Ryan Wilson at Gunner Stahl asks, if you had to press the button on the desk, what would your favorite best excuse be? Uh, um... The button on the desk, by the way. <laughs> when I, I love rewatching it because. I didn't notice it at first, but he makes a huge show of pressing it, like, right in front of Voyello's face. Just <laughs> slowly leaning over. Yeah. Like, very deliberately, and then, like, before he even presses it, Voyello's on his feet and trying to get out the door. <laughs> it was so funny. God. It's, it's, I, like, this show may be funnier than it is dramatic. I, I totally too. agree. I totally like, agree. If, like if if you're like thinking about watching it, like don't think it's like this serious like fifty two minute like show about like serious Pope God stuff. Like there's there's like three or four good laughs in every episode. At least, yeah. Uh, but what would my excuse be? I I, w- I would want the nun to come in and tell me like my hot pockets are ready. <laughs> I think in keeping with uh, the spirit of the young Pope, um, the nun comes in and tells me that it's time to go walk around looking for a kangaroo. <laughs> The kangaroo needs to be fed, sir. Uh, Holy Father, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry, I have to cut this short. My kangaroo needs to be fed. <laughs> and I love, I love the mysticism of like of the kangaroo, where people are, are legitimately wondering, like, is this all in his head that he's controlling the kangaroo? And it's like, it doesn't matter. That's the point. It's nope. Like, after that first encounter where they let it out of the cage, all subsequent interactions with the kangaroo <laughs> may as well not exist because it's just him. Like maybe the kangaroo's like Tyler Durden and like he's 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 oh. like seeing Yeah. Huh? And as I... we as we know, kangaroos are jacked. Right. And they box and they fight, so yep. right? I'm just I'm just saying. I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil anything for anybody going forward, but <laughs> There, there may be a scene where the young Pope fights the kangaroo. That's all. I'm I saying. hope so. I hope so. <laughs> or at least that, like, he's like feeling down about himself because he can't, he doesn't have parents or whatever, and the kangaroo comes along and it just like slaps him, <laughs> and like a real like get your shit together kind of a way. Just turn. He just turns like his paws up. Like, come on, let's go here. And then it just hops away, and he's like, I really learned something from that kangaroo today. And also, too, like, why does Lenny, like, Lenny's been an orphan. An orphan, that's the word I was looking for earlier. Orphan. He's well, been an orphan his kinda. whole life. But, but, like, but like, why, but like, why does he, why does he suddenly care now about, like, like has he cared the whole time? And, yes. And that, and, and, yeah. It doesn't sure. seem like he does. Yeah? Yeah, mm. because my understanding is, like, if I'm going into the, like, mythology of the show, he 
was like a, a chill kid under um under Sister Mary. He you know, we they ran away uh and and he wanted to keep going, but the other kid was like, Let's go back and he's like, Whatever, bro. <laughs> right? Cause he cause he's just like a, a free spirited kid. And then he meets Spencer, and Spencer's like, actually, if you're gay, you should be put in jail. And he's like, hmm, now this sounds right to me. Hmm. I've, I've been dying to get into something a little different. This sounds something like I could I could become a part of and rise up through. Yeah, so Ooh. like I, I think th- I think that the young pope is shaped by the people around him, um, or was to a certain extent, and now like He's just doing what Spencer would have probably done anyway. That makes sense. Because there's that scene where he goes to meet with Spencer and he basically says, like, they were never going to take you. Let me be the guy who does the things you want. Right. And he's, and he's still being a little whiny baby about it. Right. Mm. Spencer. Spencer tried to kill Asshole. himself because he didn't get to be Pope. <laughs> Boy. Hold, you, hold yourself just to a higher standard, why don't you there, Cardinal Spencer? Man, oh Jeez. man. Um, uh, at R underscore 6509, and it's a little confusing because their username is also 6509, rocket ship emoji. So that's not, <laughs> that's not helpful either. Um, what is it about the statue that you find so erotic? Is that from the first episode? Uh, Boyello staring at the thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. And because the, yeah, uh, the young pope is like, he has his eyes closed and he's like praying, and he can t- and like he sees out of the corner of his eye that the dude is that Boyello is looking at the statue again, and the confessor had told the young pope that Boyello has a thing right. with that statue, so he was like, oh, uh, I I can bust him on this and really cut him down to size. That's one of the it. things too about like being in the Vatican is like it's like it's like being in like the early 1990s before the internet where like there's no porn so it's like you just kind of have to make whatever's around you so Voyello is just like oh this statue is pretty hot <laughs> like I can't imagine I can't imagine living in a world like that where like everything is like so like off so everything's like so like behind the times where you're just like staring at a statue like yeah wow that's 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 pretty hot. And then you confess to it, and you feel so bad about looking at a statue, you have to tell somebody about it. <sighs> what a show. Religion. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Let's look for two more not sports-related Young Pope questions. Uh, just one yeah. more. Just one more. Scott at S at uh, Scott SP Jut. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Whatever. Why should I move the young pope to my, the top of my shows I plan on watching, but probably never will list? Scott, Let me see. If you Scott. made it this far in the episode, uh, <laughs> first of all, right. congratulations. And second, I don't know. I think I think if we haven't sold you by now, this show just might not be for you. Like I'm, I'm trying to scroll through his Twitter feed to see like what he's. Let's see. So he's 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 anti-Trump. Uh, okay, so he's out. Not a fan. <laughs> Why is Clinton talking about Iran? I'm trying to find like a TV show he references that maybe can give me an idea into what he likes. He doesn't as tweet a, a lot, show. so that's helpful. Oh, he wrote a medium post about the election. Do you want to read that? Nope. No, I do not. Dave, just to give you an idea of what kind of TV this guy likes, 
He <laughs> ats Vanity Fair and West Wing Weekly to say it's too bad Sorkin didn't use the term douche nozzle at all in the West Wing. I would have loved to hear Josh say it. So, oh, yeah, you Good know news, what, buddy? Good news in, in the second episode. Guess what? The young Pope calls Voyella <laughs> douche nozzle. <laughs> You know what? Uh, I I I think the young pope might not be for this guy, and I shouldn't be making fun of him because you like what you like, and that's fine. But the West Wing is a very earnest and like self-serious. Like this is about important things, and he stands right. up and he and he you know he yells at that woman who's like against gay people, and he's like, the Bible also says that you can't go to the store on Tuesdays. Do you do that? Well, then I guess you're a sinner. Is you know like that that nonsense? Like that's what I think of is that scene. Um, I so I still say you should watch it. Watch the first episode. The first episode gives you like it, it sets the tone for what you're going to see. I think if you like the first episode, you'll like the next nine. Is what I will say. It's an hour out of your day. Yeah, you got nothing else to do. Yeah, right. Yeah, go for it, man. Go for, go for it. it, Scott. Go for it, Scott. Scotty, do us a favor. Do yourself a favor. Check out the young Pope. The show he does, is good. He, do, he does use the term drumpf. I don't know. Maybe it's not for him. But what a good burn, though. Like, it's... <laughs> I'm still mad about that. <laughs> do you get it? Like, yeah. His name's uh, Trump, but he uh, comes from immigrants. So, so oh, Drumpf so, so... is his real name. <laughs> His original name is funny, and that's going to make him mad and not want to be president anymore. Oh, God. Well, this was a good first episode, I thought. Yeah, it's fine. Nothing better than a nothing better than an episode recap of a show that was on six weeks ago. It more, yeah. <laughs> the, so the thing is this, too. By next week, I will have watched the last four episodes. And then we, we you don't have to hold your tongue at all, Dave. You can say whatever you feel like. I guess you could have said whatever you felt like this whole time, but I appreciate you not doing so. No, no, no. I, I would never spoil the, the beautiful the beautiful existence of learning what happens in real time on the Young Pope. I, I don't want to give you anything. And plus, right. I don't, and plus, I don't remember what happened specifically in those episodes. So I, I Even better. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's uh, the end of the Young Pope. Bye, everybody. See ya.